millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. I'm Caroline B. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport, and today with Caroline B, who was featured in our lovely intro there. As we come to you now, Catherine Rittiger and David Law alongside me, we are in Garden Square, sat on deck chairs just in front of the big screen on which there is Barbora Stritzova and Karolina Pliskova, the all-Czech battle, the last match of the day taking place. They have followed onto court David Law what I think is one of the best straight sets matches I have ever seen between yes. Novak Djokovic and Heon Chung. Yeah, I think that's very well, one, well put. One by Heon Chung, a 7-6 in the third, two tie-break sets in there and a 7-5. I mean, you were commentating in particular that final set. It was pulsating. Yeah. That third set, I mean, I, I feel I don't know what I've done to deserve this because two <laughs> nights in a row I've had these two incredible matches. This one wasn't start to finish the way Kyrgios and, and Dimitrov was. That one was just a gift that kept on giving. But this one as a, a, as a, a climax with Djokovic clearly struggling physically. I think both in terms of his arm, he'd had it, had it rubbed and, and really wondered when he was a second two love whether he would be able to carry on. But he came back at Chung and he had a real go at him. And the fact that he did that and Chung even found more. And, and the funniest thing about the whole match for me was it was like Djokovic was playing in a mirror uh, and you got Chung just screeching into his forehand corner I, I just I said it's it's like watching the roadrunner you know it's just this this blur of legs in this in this sort of little cloud of smoke and he's off into the distance and oh my goodness it was, I, I genuinely could not believe what I was seeing at times he is super cool, isn't he, Heon Chung? So super cool in a very unassuming way. I know he's got his his funky shades and he's got braces still. He seems to have had those braces for two or three years, but somehow he's making braces cool, which is something I definitely never managed to do when I was wearing braces in my early 20s. I think when we first met, I had braces. You did. Anyway, um, he's super cool in the way he was conducting the crowd and yet somehow that wasn't annoying or precocious. I some, sometimes find that quite irritating but he, he he managed it with this little bit of swagger hint of swagger 
um, but yet still unassuming and I don't know how he manages that balance and uh, yeah it's diff- it, it's difficult to know at this stage how much the um, obviously Djokovic was in pain I just don't know how much he was in impeded uh, by yeah. what was going on obviously with the elbow he's had treatment on other bits and parts of his body this week on the hip on the back on the shoulder I think as well on the foot during the match today he's obviously not quite right and of course we know that one injury leads when when one part of your yes. body's out of alignment well his body's not used to everything this anymore, else goes wrong so but I don't want um Djokovic injury to be the take-home narrative or message from that match because certainly that third set I think he was given painkillers in the second wasn't he his level picked up in that third set and I do think in that third Heian Chung won it won it Heian Chung yeah. won it <laughs> won it fair and square I really do because Djokovic that, that was the it. kitchen sink he did he and, really did um, that was becoming a little bit vintage Djokovic at the end it's just that he was he was almost playing just a nine-year-old younger version of himself <laughs> with and that the, uh, that will have hurt won't it I mean yeah. is it what I, I guess it's worse being beaten by somebody that's doing to you what you do to other people being given a taste of your own medicine when some of those running backhand stretch passing shots were going past him I did feel for him a bit because yeah, well, he, did everything he, he lived could. on those those the, those were his well, meat and drink and that was a lovely thing that, that Chung said at the end he said well he, he's my idol he, he, he is what I wanted to be and here he was being it it was it was quite profound the way he said that and, and actually we saw, we saw at the end a slow motion of their little conversation at the net and I thought how magnanimous Djokovic was with him, how nice he was with him how, how generous he was but it wasn't gushing he, it but it was just, just you know, was. I thought, see, good for you we've you seen know? a lot of that this week haven't we it's, yeah. been, a, it's been a fortnight of um, touching moments at the net yeah. uh, if it can be put like that yeah we could do, could do a little montage of them um, uh, and how much, as a footnote, has Heon Chung's English improved? Because yes. I did an interview with him at the French Open last year, so, what, eight months ago? And um, it was a last-minute request uh, to put together a little next-gen feature. And the ATP had clearly taught him to say, I'm very much looking forward to the next-gen finals in Milan. And I think he said that sentence, bless him, about seven times <laughs> throughout oh. the course of our interview. And not a lot else. I mean, I found it very impressive that he was even trying. You know, he was clearly making this, this big effort. He wanted to communicate. The will was there, but goodness me he's come a long way he understood everything that Jim Courier was asking him yes. on the court uh, he was afterwards. funny in that interview he, as well. he was and to to be funny in a foreign language is is 10 yep. times more difficult than yeah, I mean charming. you can be fluent without being able to be he was totally charming I'm so won over by him and he's going to play tennis Sandgren for a place in the semi-finals I, you published um, yours my student Matt and Rosie the dog's uh, predictions um, the ones we made pre-tournament earlier today, just to... Tennis Sandgren wasn't in them. No, but I, I sent my brother a message at the beginning of the day saying, you predicted a Karenya Buster Jumher quarter-final. Were you drunk? Did he? And he said, he said, oh, I just thought that something... I, I just thought that a completely random quarter-final was going to happen, so I picked them... I picked them, you know, I just... What the pinned, heck? Pinned a tail on the donkey, basically. So, although... 
that is still preposterous. The Karenji Buster jump her quarterfinal. He wasn't wrong about a completely well, unexpected tennis set of events. against Hyung Chung. You're absolutely right. Incidentally, just coming through, um, Novak Djokovic has answered a question about the right elbow in his press conference. This is something I, w- I wanted to know because obviously we get to hear from the winner, we don't get to hear from the loser on the court. And he said here, it's not great. At the end of the first set, it started hurting more. I had to deal with it till the end of the match. So I'm sure we'll hear more mm. from Novak Djokovic. I think the big question is now, and he may well not have the answer to this, is what now? I mean, you know, he can't carry on like this. He no. can't carry on rehabbing an injury and, and, and playing like that and having a trainer come on and having to massage him into back, back it's into It's amazing that the, the similarities in the situation to where Andy Murray was. I mean, weeks ago, days ago almost, you know, he had tried to convince himself that he could rehab his way through that hip injury and, and uh, had the... Um, the, the deeply upsetting realisation that surgery was required and then sort of as soon as he took that step the cloud seemed to lift I'm sure he still has dark moments and the, the road ahead is long but it did just suddenly seem like yeah. this this huge weight on the British media and Andy Murray's shoulder and the whole cloud surrounding him it just felt like it lifted and and I know you have to sort of hit rock bottom before you get there but maybe tonight will be that for Novak Djokovic it, I don't it know. might be I mean the, the, the one thing Mark Woodford was saying in our commentary on Five Live is that he's had a proper workout there. I mean, that's three hours and 15 minutes where he has gone for it toe-to-toe with a young kid who is a seriously good player. And he can find out now... I mean, look, you know, he, you were talking about all the aches and pains. His body is not used to tennis at this level Well, at the, the, the other thing is to, to, to play your first event in six months at a best-of-five set Grand Slam. Is not, he's not eased himself back in. I know he's only had one four-setter before this, but it's not the same as, you know, playing a load of two set straight setters in a week to, to ease yourself in and, and, and gauge where you're at. He's thrown himself in at the deep end, at the place, at the event where expectations of himself are highest, even with the caveat of injury and all the rest of it. Everyone says, oh, but he's still a six-time champion. You know, never count out a six-time champion. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's made life difficult for himself and... If if he was saying if he was saying if we were seeing quotes coming out of that press conference saying it's not about the elbow the elbow's fine I was just completely outplayed um, maybe different but it is clearly an issue and he's obviously got some thinking to do and you could tell in in the match we we where we sit within touching distance of centre service line judges on the floor behind a glass window he's walking towards you and he's grimacing you know it's just he's in pain I think what happens is he hits certain shots and if he doesn't middle them at the strings of the racket mm. it sends a vibration up that arm you, you know how it is yeah, if you do yeah, that or yeah. if you hit a golf I mean, shot that's like how, that that's Horrible how you get ten, tennis elbow isn't yeah. it I, well, I, and, I and believe you know, this is, I mean it's never it's been the reason it's called tennis elbow it's never been completely diagnosed what this is and I mean it's probably manifests itself as that kind of pain and that is that's a horrible pain yeah could you imagine trying to play at the at the level these guys are playing at with that it's funny Frankly. though because he sounded he did an interview with um, with Boris Becker for Eurosport before the match and although he was cautious about the elbow he said you know it's not 100% it's getting better with every match but he was pretty optimistic about about the the 
the mid medium term future he was saying that he believed the remodeled serve would actually end up being a faster serve and a better serve because he wouldn't be having to protect his elbow and he, he believed that sort of the the adaptations he was being forced to make to his game would in the end make him as good if not a better player so but again he was pretty up before he pulled out of Doha and and uh, he pulled out of Abu Dhabi before Doha before all of that he'd done all of those interviews you know talking about how he wanted to play tennis so he was 40 and again really optimistic and I think that's indicative of these highs and lows that these these players that are having to sit on the side gr- sideline without the 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 adrenaline rush that they've they've become addicted to without all the things about well they're not ready to retire them. this no, is what, exactly, what I've said I, before isn't it and and he he will now I mean look he'll do everything he can to not have that come about at this stage in his career but I said that at the end of the match in our upsum is that he may never win this title again because he may never be fully fit again we just don't know yeah and that's a horrible thought for a guy who's at 30 who's clearly aside from the elbow got so much left to give and I just want them all back fit. It'd be That's interesting it. if if um, he's asked a question along the lines of, you know, Andy Murray said that thing that he would take coming back and being 30 in the world or whatever. Mm. He just needs to be back out there and feel that feeling again. And that's kind of what we were hearing from Stan Wawrinka on the eve of this tournament, that he knows he's not ready, he just needs to feel that feeling again. I wonder if maybe Novak Djokovic needs to go through that thought process as well, that he needs to find a way to be okay with coming back just because he loves and needs tennis. Now, maybe he's already there, but I don't know. And and also, you know, we've discussed this about Andy Murray. That could wear off quite quickly. (laughs) The joy of of playing tennis when you're 30 in the world could wear off quite quickly. As could, I mean, at the moment, you mentioned the clarity that Andy Murray has and the feeling of, oh, now I know where I am. I've made that decision. I've had the surgery so far it hasn't been tested that's that's the problem with these kind of injuries when you get a setback it must scare them must rattle them you know Um, but look we know where he is he's played three sets he's out of the tournament he played three hard sets and Chung and he made it a match was an absolute revelation I had no clue that Hyun Chung was that good I didn't either I didn't I'd heard the comparisons to Djokovic I'd I'd seen him play but I didn't realise he had it in him to be that spectacular because he was spectacular Mm. frequently tonight and the 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 comparison I I, um, obviously there are comparisons to Djokovic in style of play but I see comparisons with Angelique Kerber you know the strength in those thighs absolutely we said that in commentary what he can do you know in a in a seemingly completely ridiculous squat type position on the court (laughs) his legs his legs one leg is like thicker than both of mine put together it's (laughs) I mean yeah his physique is crazy for a 21 year old it is absolutely crazy so yeah, I mean, he's an absolute joy. I love his attitude. I loved it. Um, I think five all in the third, he was love 30 down and he went on to hold that game. And as he was tossing the balls out of his pocket to the ball kids and he walked towards the the chair, he shrugged and then just sort of started laughing. <laughs> it was like, oh, I just keep doing it. It was almost a laugh of like everyone thought I was going to get broken there, didn't yeah. they? Everyone thought... This is the moment that it falls apart, and, and, was, and I'm you, not gonna. Seeing Djokovic close up, there was some of that from him too to his box about Chung, which was, "Who is this guy? Yeah. I mean, 
what 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 is yeah. going on? Get back I, I, in your next gen box. I am hitting. <laughs> yeah bloody good shots here one after another <laughs> yeah. what is it what is he doing to me but that's what that's what he's he does to people isn't it he he makes their best not good enough he gets it back one last time he plays ping pong with yeah. you and um yeah having that done back to you must be pretty excruciating um let alone doing it with with pain in your body as well so look who knows what the immediate future is for Novak Djokovic? We we wait eagerly, but the future for Heian Chung is one monstrous opportunity after a monstrous to, to reach sleep. a Grand Slam <laughs> semi-final. Having said that, this was a pretty monstrous opportunity for Dominic Team to reach well, a hard-court Grand Slam quarter-final, I mean, and he ended up losing in five sets tennis to Sangren Tennis had, had, Dave Sangren he, from he, Tennessee. He'd never won a match at a Slam before no. this week. He, he, he's never played main draw Wimbledon. He's number 97 in the world. He's the most unlikely-looking tennis player you've and ever he, seen he's not alive. an up-and-comer. I think he's 25. No, 26. It's, 26. It's yeah. not that you haven't heard of him because he's just making his breakthrough. This he's is 26. Like, this is a bit like that, that golf film, Tin Cup, where the Kevin Costner just comes out of nowhere <laughs> and he's just some random off the kind of course and he Kevin just gets Costner given a job. Kevin Costner tennis sanguine in the film I of his life. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I've I've heard I, I I've heard he's done some deleting of um, questionable um, Twitter posts or controversial uh, Twitter posts in the past. There's a lot of talk about his sort of political leanings. Okay. Um, but it has to be said when he's not talking politics in press press conferences, he's a pretty uh, charming uh, individual by all accounts. He's. Uh, yeah, we're just being heckled by some drunk Australians, which is something that happened to me on the telly Did earlier, it? David. Oh, tell us. Well, I was just having a lovely chat with Alex Correcha live on air, and um, somebody decided to sort of crowd surf us. <laughs> Someone jumped in the middle and said something completely incomprehensible. Um, and yeah, it was pretty rubbish, really. Proves we were live, I suppose. How did you react? Um, I I made a joke of it and uh, moved right on. <laughs> a bit like you've just done. <laughs> yeah. As that woman came up and said, is it normal to, to talk, have a conversation well, on microphones? <laughs> yes, it is if you've done 383 tennis is, podcasts. Yeah. No, it was, <laughs> and uh, within sort of split seconds, the Eurosport social media people had clipped that up and put it on the internet. Thank, Thank you, you very Eurosport much. Eurosport social Thank media people. Thank you very much for yes. that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, tennis podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. 
Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Other matches we've had today, Roger Federer, I mean, it's a footnote, really, isn't he? He beat Martin... Fuchsevich in straight sets. Seven, the, six, the big Hungarian, I've heard a lot of people call him. Yes, the big Hungarian, <laughs> um, who I has think a There was a sort of moment in the second set where maybe Federer looked uh, like he was in sort of a match. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not absolutely sold on Federer just yet this tournament. Well, he's not been tested, has he? I'm not no. sure we can be until we see him tested. No. Burdick next. I tell you what, I spoke to uh, a lot of legends today at the Legends All Access Hour, which is an absolute bun fight of an event. <laughs> it is basically an, um, excuse not to an invitation to every member of the media on the planet to come and stand in a room and um, arm wrestle other members of the media out of the way <laughs> to try and grab a moment with a legend. You got six interviews. I got six of them, yeah, I did. We left feeling feeling pretty chuffed, yeah. Um, Coming to a Eurosport TV of, near you. But a lot of them um, gave, a, gave a bit of a mention to Thomas Burdick. They've, did they, they? Yeah. Not necessarily Thomas Burdick's going to win this tournament, but... A lot of them said, watch out for Thomas Burdick. He's got a point to prove. I mean, to be fair, he's had a point to prove for quite some time and he's not proven it. But he's got a point to prove. He looks incredibly fit and strong. He's got yes. a new hairdo. And a he's flown, he's flown under the radar and he's always played pretty much, barring at the Wimbledon result, his best tennis here. So, right. yeah. I still think is going to win that. But I think he will test him in a way. I think it will be our, our best gauge of where Federer is at yet. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're probably right. Um, so that's going to happen because Burdick beat Fabio Fanini earlier today. The he day did, started, yes. really, the headlines were the women's matches because uh, Madison Keys was in an awesome form. Absolutely awesome was, form beating Caroline Garcia in an hour. She's averaging an hour a match. It was a funny one, really, because I expected... Of those two women's matches, I expected the Garcia Garcia Keys match to absolutely light the place up and you know set the schedule back by hours because it went on for forever. And actually, the first few games were highly competitive, and then Madison Keys just decided to ramp it up a gear, and she was untouchable. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what anyone could have done. She's averaging an hour a match, and that is a pretty fearsome prospect for Angelique Kerber, who plays her next, and who had a real battle on her hands today against Sue Weishay. We know Sue Weishay can beat anybody on her day. She's proven that this week, beating Radvanska and Muguruza, and I think it was... Kerber's physicality that got her through because Shea looked spent yeah, in that third set. Yeah, she had to keep believing, did uh, Kerber, when really there, there would have been plenty of reason not to believe because Ker- Shea was playing 
lovely tennis but really awkward tennis just paddling the ball about and sticking it you know almost off pace balls onto the lines do you think she minds being called sort of awkward and and tricksy no tricksy is a word that i use yeah no i hope she doesn't because i really think it's well meant you know annabelle croft was talking about her in her studio earlier and she she just thinks she's an absolute joy she's a marvel behold she's 32 years of age she said in her post-match press conference that i'd been talking to my family and my coach and they'd given me a game plan but i forgot what it was (laughs) so i decided i'd just play in my normal way but but her game plan, I mean, her game plan is what it is, surely, for every well, match. Well, I think that they tried to make it Angelique Kerber-specific. Right. And she had been given instructions, but she forgot what it was. <laughs> well, I kind of love that, but maybe she could have done with it in set number three. Yes. <laughs> um, I spoke to Lindsay Davenport today about Madison Keys, and I was expecting her to... Um, be a bit defensive and play down her form and play down the expectations because she's young and okay she reached the US Open final but that generally is sort of the default position absolutely not she was playing them up she was like I am so blown away by Madison Keys this tournament yeah she said look I knew she had this in her but to see it all coming together at one tournament is what I've been waiting for and I didn't put her on the spot about whether she was playing better or I sort of did about whether she was playing better than New York and she didn't necessarily answer that about her level but she said things feel more right for her more things are coming together she said she's dealing with things off the court better dealing yes. with the emotional stress of it all she looks in better. a very good place she, she really she, does she looks as though this is all perfectly within her uh, she's not sort of there's no panic on her face and, at all. And I said, I said to, to Lindsay Davenport, isn't it a shame that Keys against Kerber has to be a quarterfinal? And she said, yeah, it's such a shame. <laughs> she said, I don't want either of them to go out. She said, obviously, I'd rather Kerber goes out in this particular in- instance, but she really didn't want, want either of those two to, 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 final, to go out. Oh, there have been that so said, many matches so far that, that, said, that could be finals. Simona Halep suddenly looks like Simona Halep because today against Naomi Osaka there was no 15-13 in the third set she just put the hammer down and the movement was there do you know the other thing I've always thought about Halep is when she makes I know know not everybody likes players making noise when they hit the balls and stuff but when she makes noise she plays better you can feel her exhaling and really going for it if she plays quiet tennis she's not half the player it's almost an indication it's sort of rhythmic with her isn't it it's almost an indication that she's in a groove Um, and yeah absolutely I was surprised that wasn't more of a match especially again similarities with Garcia and Keys opening few games breaks exchanged really competitive Halep looking a little bit troubled and a little bit like oh goodness she's quite good isn't she and then she just she found it yeah and she made it happen and and Asaka looked young and inexperienced um so what have we got we have Halep against, against the winner of this one the winner Pliskova of and Stritzova, which Stritzova is two all as we speak my producers have been trying to work in a check please pun to our coverage all day and we've not succeeded right Oh dear! Yeah, Not because they're both Czech. I, I, sh- I yes, should, should point I understand out. That. Yeah, yeah. Kerber against is. Keys is the other one. Um, we'll have to come up with our predictions for that tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's order of play we have here um, starts off. With, we've got the Bryan brothers first on the Rod Laver Arena, and then we've got Elise Mertens against Elina Svitolina. And bl- 
<laughs> there's a uh, there's a Belgian journalist uh, called Serge Fayat who was oh, at, yes. at this bun fight of a um, Legends Access Hour, and the poor, poor bloke <laughs> was hanging over this sort of railing thing, which separated the Legends from us mere mortals. Just shouting, what do you think of Elise Mertens? <laughs> to everyone that walked <laughs> to anybody, past. Including Catherine. <laughs> it was like he was on a red carpet asking for an autograph. <laughs> and, and they all just said, yeah, she's, she's, she's great. Yeah, mo- yeah, moved on. He's got eight quotes. <laughs> sort of, of awkwardly said, oh, she's good. I think she's probably going to lease Relina Svitolina tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the first one. And then 3.30 in the morning, UK time. Yes. Gregor Again, Dimitrov. requests for a British player in a, a night session match are being ignored by the nation of Australia. Dimitrov against Edmund. So, we spoke today to uh, Danny Valverde, didn't we? You we and did. I. Um, and uh, had a good little chat with him. He seems very satisfied with Dimitrov's form now. I think he was pretty concerned about the way things were going. But uh, the gist of what, it, what he said I found absolutely fascinating. He said he's trying to turn he's been trying to turn Dimitrov into a boring player because I said to him, you know, he's renowned for being flashy, he's always on the highlight reel and, you know, he's got these extravagant flamboyant strokes and he said, yeah, I've, I've been trying to make him boring the last few months. That's part of the strategy. I love it. And, and uh, yeah, we while we were waiting for, for Danny Velvety, we bumped into to Jez Green and, uh, obviously, formerly Andy Murray's fitness coach and Thomas Burdick as well, now working with uh, with Alex Verev. But, but, obviously, they worked together um, on the Andy Murray team back in the day. And he was just telling us what he's like as a coach and... He was and really just raving heaping about praise him, wasn't he? upon him. Yeah. In a, not just oh, he's a great coach, about his his particular his particular techniques at getting inside someone's mind, and that is exactly what Grigor Dimitrov needs. His strength of character, because we were talking Bravery, to him about yeah. how you know you're being paid by this player to coach them. It's pretty hard to put the hammer down on them and and, and tell them stuff that they don't want to hear when they're paying you. Yeah, but you know the the. The only coaches that succeed ultimately are the ones who give it to a player straight. Yeah, and Jess came out with a great line about as soon as you're, you, you you start being afraid of losing your job, that's when you cease to be able to do yeah. the job you need to do. Um, as understandable as it is, you know, you've got bills to pay and all of that, but it's sort of the irony of that that kind of a role. But uh, so, I mean, I, I think Dimitrov is going to win it. Do you? But I, how many sets? I think it could be four. I, th- I, I would probably go Dimitrov four. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I expect, I, I think as much as he's playing it down, I expect Kyle Edmund to come out nervous. Yes. But I also think um, Dimitrov is going to have wobbles. He's expected to win that match. I don't see it being straightforward for no, Dimitrov. I agree um, with you. He's going to have wobbles. So, yeah, I think probably Dimitrov in four. He does have a chance, Kyle. He does. Uh, not a huge one. If, he, it's if probably he can come out blazing, twenty percent, twenty-eight. If he comes out blazing and wins the first set, which is possible, and just sort of takes Grigor's breath away and wins him a bit and makes him think. Him a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we have a, a Spanish double header in the night session: Nadal against Cilic. And uh, I asked I asked Goran what he told Marin Cilic before the 2014 U.S. Open that made him into a Grand Slam champion. 
um, and basically said, stop messing around, faffing, faffing around at the back of the court and use your strengths for goodness sake and then believe in them. And I said, do you think he believes that he can beat Nadal and win the tournament here? And he said, you'll have to ask him. So there's the answer to that. Incidentally, I know Nick Kyrgios is, is old news, um, but very, very quickly, um, as I was leaving, uh, Goran was uh, doorstepped by another journalist just as he was trying to leave. He was sort of grab, grabbed by the scruff. I mean, that is the sort of event uh, the Legends All Access Hour is. And they said, Did Goran, Goran, really, really quickly, what do you think of Nick Kyrgios? And he just goes, I love him. Kindred spirits, <laughs> yeah. right there. I love him. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, so, uh, so, Suarez Navarro against Wozniak, he's the second Yeah, that could go on for hours, couldn't it? Hours yeah. and hours and hours. Although I don't think it will. I think Wozniak no, think, will win that relatively comfortably. I okay. think straight sets, I do. Okay. Yeah, so... Oh, It'll be a sort of 1am early night then yeah, for us will. tomorrow. That genuinely sort of does count um, as an early night, depending on how, how much Marin Cilic believes that he can beat Rafael Nadal. Um, I think that is all bases covered. At some point we will start, start talking about doubles. We always get um, criticism for not talking about the doubles. There just isn't time. It's not that we're not paying attention to it. Um, and when there's time, we will... Um, give it a mention doubles is happening doubles, doubles is, is happening. happening oh yeah uh, legends is happening juniors is happening there, there just isn't time at the moment but there will be we have been the tennis podcast brought to you in association with the telegraph and with eurosport with la catherine's forehand manga do you think they'll consider it a rebrand no um with triple s with melanie bows with tennisballs.com and with the wonderful charlie the ferret and I'm getting out of bed early tomorrow, David. What do you think I might get out of bed early for, other than crisps? Cheese. Or cheese. No, it's not food. I, well, I, hope, I hope it's not food. Is it food. a wombat? It's a wombat, David. Oh, I knew it. See you tomorrow. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.